What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Got a quick one for you today, but we're going to do a little game preview of tonight's game where the Warriors are taking on the Kings in Seattle. Even though it is preseason, with Steph and Draymond out, there's some interesting things to look for, to watch. Steph and Draymond being out actually almost makes it a little more interesting because I think there's a little more intrigue to who will get more playing time and things of that nature. So all that's coming up next on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Like I said, quick one for you tonight. Just want to get this out before the game, give you a little something to listen to on your ride home on this Friday evening while you check out the Warriors tonight before you go, you know, do your Friday night thing. I am actually working this game. It's a Kings-Warriors game, so obviously I will be working it. I'm intrigued by tonight's game and a little more intrigued because of the fact that Steph and Draymond are both out. Steph, it's believe, I believe it's personal, something personal. It could also just be he's Steph Curry and we don't need him to play, and here's a simple excuse. Hopefully that's the case. If it's something per, actually personal, you know, I hope everything's all right and him and his family or whatever the case may be are doing fine. Draymond, it's, uh believe, a sore knee that they assume will be fine, but he's just he's not going to be playing for the rest of the preseason. So I'm going to get to that in just a minute. Two quick things I wanted to get to. The Pat McCaw stuff, I'm still fired up about it. I'm, I'm annoyed with it. But if the Jimmy Butler trade is something that could move this along, there's potential for that to be finished this weekend. I mean, look, there's potential for it to be done right now. But there's also potential that it can't be done for another couple months. Like, who really knows? But I have a good feeling that it might happen this weekend, which then we can maybe get some clarity with Pat McCaw. But that's another reason why tonight's game is interesting because Pat McCaw's out and players have opportunities now because of the fact that he's not there by choice. And then across the NBA, I just wanted to mention the Andre Roberson injury for OKC. You know, he's coming back from the patella tendon tear, I believe it is. And he had a setback in his rehab and is going to be evaluated in two more months. It sucks. I, I don't like anyone getting hurt, even on a Warriors rival. Obviously, it's. It's, it could affect his earning potential. It could affect his career. Like, I'm not about players getting hurt. I think that is the worst of sports fans when they cheer someone getting hurt. But Russ is also out, so they'll be without Russ and Andre Roberson for opening night against the Warriors and for a little while into the season at least. But I wanted to bring up the Roberson setback, not just because of that, but because also it's so funny the coverage the Warriors get, man. All I've heard is that DeMarcus Cousins, he's not going to come back as the same player. Boogie's not going to come back as the same player. He's got an injury. He's, he tore his Achilles, you know. it's it, he's, He'll be lucky to be, you know, a, a bench player. But I've also heard people talk about, well, you know, okay, so he didn't have Andre Roberson last year, and they're going to get him back, and that could be the catalyst to them being, you know, the second-best team in the West. Just the idea that, and, you know, maybe I'm wrong. You guys can hit me up on Twitter at CTH415 if you think I'm wrong or, sensitive to warrior stuff, but 
it's just funny the coverage that they've gotten where it's, oh, DeMarcus Cousins is hurt and he's not going to come back the same. But Andre Robertson, he's going to come back even a better player than he was before. Nothing will have changed. And now he's had this set setback. And even before that, uh, Kevin Durant, Draymond had talked about it that uh, I believe got kind of reported by either Ethan Strauss or, or Anthony Slater, I forget, or they talked about it on a podcast that they were saying that patella injury is specifically bad for Andre Roberson because it hurts his lateral movement, and his lateral movement is what makes him such a good defender. So I just, I don't know, it was just something I wanted to mention because it's just funny the way the Warriors are covered, and we're going to see that the rest of the year. I keep talking about, no, I'm not even going to do it. I was going to do a Kevin Durant free agency thing because it's pretty ridiculous, but I'm not going to do it because I've complained about it myself, and I've said I'm not going to cover it until there's something to actually cover, so I'm just going to leave it. Good restraint, Chuck. Good job. This is Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I hope you enjoyed my mini uh, nonsensical rant right there that went a million different ways. But we're back to some of the normal coverage here, I guess. Uh, tonight's game against the Sacramento Kings, of course, in Seattle, will be interesting. And there's some things I'm looking for and that you guys should look for as well. When it comes to Sacramento and playing in Seattle tonight and all the things that go with tonight's game, some of the exterior stuff, you know, KD, it's kind of a homecoming. It's the first uh, NBA game in Seattle and I think 11 years, something like that, the uh, engineer out there was telling me earlier today, and they're hyped. They are excited. They're excited to see KD. They're just excited to have basketball back, even if it is just for one evening. But they're going to try and show that they deserve a team. They do deserve a team. They deserve an NBA team. And they will get one eventually. I do believe that strongly. But I don't think it's going to be an expansion team. I think it'll be a team that moves eventually. But tonight should be a scene, especially for KD. That's kind of the exterior stuff. I mentioned Steph and Draymond are both out tonight. The exterior stuff is mostly having to do with KD back in Seattle. But I also wanted to talk about some of the stuff that's going to happen on the floor. I would expect Damian Jones to start again. You've heard me say it before. I would expect him to start just about every single game up until October, or excuse me, November 1st, October 31st, whenever his deadline is for his fourth-year option because they're going to want to get a look at him, want to know whether they should exercise that option or not. I think they should. I already think they should. It's only a $2 million option. Might as well. He will be going up against Marvin Bagley and Harry Giles tonight. Probably some Willie Colley-Stein also. He's going to go up against a number of young bigs that the Kings have. He played really well against, specifically against Bagley in Summer League. Fared pretty well against Giles as well. Giles is one hell of a passer, you guys. I, As I've mentioned, I work for the radio station that... Um, the Kings flagship radio station. So they cover all the Kings games. And so I've gotten to see a lot of Kings games. And trust me, I they're, you know, they, they're another probably mid-20s win season coming up. But Harry Giles is nice, and he's one hell of a passer. He's an interesting player. Bagley, we'll see. He has a ton to work on, but he's 19 years old. So 
I give him a little break. Willie Cauley-Stein. Willie Cauley-Stein, I'll put it this way. Willie Cauley-Stein is in a tough situation because he's talented. I mean, we heard KD and CJ McCollum talk about him on, on CJ's pod, that he's one of the best, or at least mo- underappreciated, one of the best centers, they think, at least athletically and his potential. And I could see it. If Willie Cauley-Stein was on the Warriors, he wouldn't be another 20-point scorer, but my man would be getting 15-plus, 10-plus boards. So he's a solid player, just on a bad team. And they have some of that there in Sacramento. They do have some solid players. A lot of them are really young. That's the thing with Willie. He's getting into, I think he's about 24, 25, getting into that veteran stage of his career, early veteran stage, obviously. But acclimated to the NBA, where a lot of these guys are still learning. And... If Damian Jones, Damian Jones has the similar athletic ability to Willie Cauley-Stein. And so, as far as Damian Jones goes, he's a guy I think you guys should keep an eye on throughout the preseason and throughout the first, you know, 10 games of the regular season, throughout the entire season, really. But the decision needs to be made October 31st. So with Steph out, I do think Quinn Cook will get the start because Sean, and I could see them do this in the regular season also, Keep Sean in his spot. You're not going to up Sean's minutes for a preseason game or a regular season game. And that's Sean Livingston, obviously. But keep Sean in his spot. Keep Andre Iguodala in his spot. You bring Quinn Cook up to start. And then Andre and Sean, their roles don't change for a game. And again, it's preseason, so they wouldn't. it wouldn't matter anyways. But I think this is how they'll attack it during the regular season also. Draymond not starting little more interesting. I could see, obviously, Jordan Bell would be the obvious choice, but I could also see him throwing in, and by him, I mean Steve Kerr, uh, giving Jonas Jerebko a start. Like, what the hell? It's preseason. Let's see what he's got. And again, you're keeping Jordan Bell's role similar to what it usually is, which is coming off the bench. So I could see that happen, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, interesting to watch. What if he throws a curveball and starts Marcus Derrickson? That would be pretty awesome. I'd be really interested to see that. As you guys know, you've listened throughout the summer and the start of preseason. I'm I'm high on Marcus Derrickson. I'm intrigued by him. I think he's going to be a warrior probably by next season, start of next season. If not, he's going to be on another team. He's I, I think he's a real good player. But... Some of the other interesting things to watch, and I'll start with Marcus Derrickson. He's a guy to watch, absolutely. But with Draymond and Steph out, watch for the guys that get more minutes than you would imagine. Yes, Drebko is going to get his minutes. Jordan Bell is going to get his minutes. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Steve Kerr pull them back a little bit, knowing what he has to an extent, and wanting to see, can Jacob Evans run some point? You know, not a ton, but can he come in and kind of do what Andre does or Pat McCaw used to with Steph out? Maybe. But see him get more minutes. Daniel House is the one I'm interested in. He's my front runner for someone who might, at least on this preseason roster that's not on the roster right now, that could take that 15th spot or 14th spot, whatever, however you want to look at it, since McCaw's not here. Daniel House is definitely one to watch. Alfonso McKinney is another one to watch. I don't know as much about him as I do Daniel House, so I'm interested to see his minutes and how he plays. 
Kendrick Nunn is a nice scorer. He's a solid player, kind of a Quinn Cook type player, which is kind of the problem as far as his chances to make the team is the opening is on the wing, and he's not a wing. He's about 6'2", six, 6'3", six, score. Not a defender, and that's what Steve Kerr is going to look for is at least someone that can play the wing. Hopefully a good defender, but if that spot goes to Nick Young, that's fine too. But he's definitely looking for wing depth and not another point or anything like that. And that's also kind of what's going to hurt Marcus Derrickson's chances is he's a power forward. No question. Uh, like, I would not play him at the three. He's about 6'7", 250. He's a big guy. Defensively is fine-ish, but definitely a scorer, but absolutely a power forward. Like, you might play him on, uh, have him out there with Draymond, and technically Draymond's the de facto center, but yeah, Derrickson's a power forward. So those are things to look for that I'm interested in, intrigued by, etc. Just definitely looking for the guys that can take advantage of opportunities, whether it's that Steph and Draymond are out or that Pat McCaw is out. I also want to see if they're motivated or not. And, you know, this is a game-by-game thing, and it's preseason, so how motivated could they be? Also, looking forward to the Kevin Durant show. He's going to want to put on a show. He's going to want to get buckets. He's going to want to give the the Seattle crowd something to, something to enjoy and quote-unquote remember him by even though I'm sure they already do remember him because of his year as a Seattle Supersonic. Which is pretty crazy to think of, too, that <laughs> Kevin Durant was a Supersonic. I know it was only one year, but it's just a, it's a funny little, little trivia piece, you know? So I think that's it as far as the roster goes and things of that nature as far as tonight's game is concerned. I'll probably have a re- game review later tonight or tomorrow, just to go over the game and kind of what happened. But as far as things to watch for tonight, I think that's about it. It's the fringe players that I'm interested in. Definitely the fringe players. Jarebko as well, even though he's, I mean, his roster spot's locked up. But to see how he can, just see how he can play. First game wasn't great. I still have confidence in him. It wasn't, oh my God, why'd we sign him? But... Keep an eye out for Jarebko and the fringe players and potentially guys who could take Pat McCaw's spot or whatever, the other open spot, however you want to look at it. You know, can they convince the Warriors that they're the guy to take that spot? Or is it, okay, we've seen what we have, and now we need to go talk to Jamal Crawford or Nick Young or whoever's still out there, Aaron Aflalo, whoever. So there it is. And I've mentioned before, man, I'm just waiting for this McCaw situation to get resolved, Whether, however it gets resolved. I just want to see it get resolved. I don't know the CBA ins and outs, so to speak, but because so basically what I'm trying to preface is I don't know if they can do this, in, if the CBA will allow this, but maybe they get to a point where, all right, sign your qualifying offer and we'll trade you, you know? I don't know if that if they can do this within the CBA rules of the CBA. They're over the cap, blah, blah, blah. Could not be more convoluted or harder to understand. I mean, they couldn't make it harder to understand if they tried. So just ended that segment with another little rant that just went all over the place. Hope you guys enjoyed it. This is Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. What up? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. 
About to wrap this thing up here in just a moment. Get you ready for tonight's game. Enjoy it. Have a safe, fun weekend, everyone. Just wanted to touch on one last thing real quick. Chris Paul came out in defense of Carmelo, which is understandable and predictable and blah, blah, blah. I'm not very high on Carmelo, whatever. But I think something I need to do, and this, look, this is the fault of Daryl Morey. I look at the Rockets and every move they make as we're trying to beat the Warriors because he said it last year. He flat out said they're obsessed with the Warriors. I think the moves they made this offseason take them out of that realm of beating the Warriors. But I might need to recalibrate my expectations, whatever, however you want to put it, where I can't look at it that every move is to beat the Warriors. Some of the moves they made, I still think they're going to be a damn good team, top four seed in the West. They might even be able to hang on to the top one, two seed. But when it comes down to a seven-game series with the Warriors, you can't play Carmelo. Marquise Chris, unless unless uh, Dan Tony can really get to him and get the best out of him, don't think so. Knight, Gordon, Paul, Harden, they're undersized. They got a little bit younger this offseason, but they're still kind of old. P.J. Tucker, Chris Paul, Gerald Green. Now, I give them credit for the moves they made. And getting Chris, I think Chris is interesting. Brandon Knight, we'll see how he can bounce back with them. And if he fits, he's not much of a shooter. So I just, I don't know how it's really going to work with him. But I just wanted to put that out there. that They're still a damn good team. But as far as their goal of being the team to, you know, beat the Warriors, be the team to knock them off the top of the mountain, whatever, they, they... They played their way out of that. That's where I'm at. Everyone, enjoy the game tonight. Be safe. Have a safe, fun weekend. I'll probably be back tomorrow with some game review. And then a bunch more coming this week, man. We're right on the right on the heels of a season, man. We're going to get there. I promise you what. We're 10 days away, I think. We're going to get there. And I think I keep saying it because I need to tell myself that because it's I need it. I need it. This is Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Peace. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.